Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Amen. Say a nice amen to encourage yourself this morning. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity in your presence. Mighty Holy Spirit, help us open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your word. We thank you for this opportunity to have fellowship with one another and more importantly with you. Let the entrance of your word bring light and understanding and direction to every life that is gathered here this morning. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy to be in church? All right. Well, I believe God has something special for each and every one of us this morning, as the pastor just said to us, and um, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll appreciate it if you put away your phones and all these other things that take your attention, and then you give attention to the word of God. Amen. 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 And, and very short, I mean, usually in the mornings, I don't preach for a long time. Just two and a half hours. And then I'll be done. All right? So you will not be bored. Tell yourself, I will not be bored. If I preach and you are bored, it means you brought it from home. I mean, you brought the boredom from home. Maybe there's a historical problem. Maybe there's a chronic problem. Maybe it's a family issue. But today, every problem that has come with you will leave you in the name of Jesus. Marital problems are leaving. Financial problems are leaving. Academic problems are leaving. In the name of Jesus. Wonderful. Even social problems are leaving you. Sometimes we don't take social problems seriously because we don't think, we don't think they are mad. There are people who can't relate with anybody. There are people who can't laugh. They can't smile. If you can't smile, you can't have a friend. If you're a girl, you can't smile, you will not find a husband. Because a smile says that you can talk to me. Yeah, I mean, any guy who talks to you, the first one is your eyes are bright and you are smiling. It tells the person that, oh, I'm approachable. Welcome. The shop is open. (laughs) <laughs> or the till is open. Amen. Uh-huh. So, sisters, learn to smile, okay? That's what we look out. When we look, there's no smile now that we quickly look away or we look through. Amen. Wonderful. So, every social problem that makes you sad that you can't relate, you can't... There's even something medically called schizoid personality, which... It's like you can't relate with you. You fight with everybody that tries to relate with you. I know people who fight with people who are good to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know somebody personally in the country of South Africa, in the province of KwaZulu-Natal, perhaps in the city of Peter Marisberg, that I've stopped being good to the person in that sense so that I can have peace. Because the more you try to be good to the person, the more they attack you. Because to be good to them, you have to come close. Then when you come close, then they attack you. Yeah, they attack you maybe by word. It's it's fantastic. Anyway, the word of God. First Corinthians, may every problem that is sitting on your shoulder be lifted away in the name of Jesus. Receive deliverance in the name of Jesus. First Corinthians chapter number 15. I'm continuing on my series on why you should be a soul winner. Amen. Why you and I must be soul winners. Amen. And 
I'm putting this book on special. It's one of the biggest books I know. It is how to preach salvation. And it's on special for 50 rands in the season that I'm preaching this series. As soon as I stop preaching this series, the special goes away. It goes back to its original price. All right? So buy one today and be blessed. Amen. Say amen. amen. So First Corinthians said, Moreover, I have declared unto you the gospel which I preach. Today I'm teaching how to win a soul. Amen. Because I'm going to give you an assignment for all of us to win a soul this week and bring the soul to church on Sunday. Now, many people are talking about they must be soul winners, but they don't know how to win a soul. So today I want to talk about how to win a soul. I just want to give you a simple guide to help all of us to become soul winners. But we want to look at the gospel. What is the gospel? To win a soul, you have to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Let's look at it. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, wherein ye stand. Verse 2. By which also ye are saved. So we are saved through the gospel, not through anything else. For somebody to be saved, the person has to be saved through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not through anything, not through doing nice things, not through being part of a good church. This church is a good church, but if you are not saved and you are part of this church, when you die, you will go to hell. Yeah, so you will be in hell and you will see us in heaven. You tell Father Abraham, oh, I know Pastor Daniel. I know uh, Sis Leah. I know uh, Tuli. They will say, oh, yes, they also know you, but you were not born again. Do you get it? So you have to be saved. And you are saved through the gospel, not by being part of the church. Although when you are saved, you want to be part of the church. Amen. So it says that, By which ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless ye believed in vain. So sometimes you have people who come to church, they hear the gospel, you make an altar call, they respond to the altar call, but in their hearts they don't really mean what they are doing. Do you get So when the pastor says, how many of you want to be saved? They lift their hands, then they come, but really it's not from their heart. It's just like I have gotten born again like that many times. When I was young, my mother used to take me to church. And she would take me to church. And I'll check, anytime she takes me to church, I'll check my balance. If I'm broke, I'll give my life to Christ. Because after I give my life to Christ, when I ask my mother for money, she will give to me. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So I just calculated it. There's, oh, I, I'm not even listening to what the pastor is saying. When the pastor finishes, how many of you want to go to heaven when you die? Oh, I mean, who doesn't want to go to heaven? I lift my hand. I want to go to heaven. Then I will come. Then they'll pray the prayer. After my mother will be so happy with me, then I'll ask for money. Then she will give me after. I say, hey, next time she calls, let's go. I say, hey, hey, hey please stop this. Y'all. Stop, stop, stop. So, but you say you are born again. Me, born what again? No, 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 never. Never again. Do you get it? So, uh, and there are people like that. Maybe it's a seed I've sown that I'm reaping, but there are people who come like that. And Paul said that unless you are, you are, you are by which ye are also saved, unless you believed in vain, unless you were playing games like the way I was playing games, until I finally got born again. Verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ, now he's talking about the gospel. He says, this is the gospel. When somebody asks, what is the gospel? What is the good news of Jesus? How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That he came into this world and died for your sin and for my sin. Verse 4. Tapelo, are you there? Verse 4. And that he was buried. (laughs) And that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That he came, he died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose in. That's the gospel of Jesus. That that is the, when we say the good news, this is the good news. Jesus came, he died for your sin, he died for my sin, he was buried, 
and he rose again. On the third day, let's read maybe, let, just for excitement, let's read verse 5. It says, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. As you read or you see so many people. And after he was seen, he was seen of about, about 500 brethren at once, whom blah, blah, blah. Then different people say, like he was given from here till verse 8, verse 9. He was given an account of people who saw him after he rose from the dead. Do you get it? So, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is the gospel by which we are saved. Not anything else. Not any good work that you do. Not that, oh, maybe they say you count something 17 times or 23 times. You say a few Hail Marys. You say this, then you are saved. Or you say, our Father, you say the Lord's Prayer. Then, no, no, no. By this gospel, if you believe in this gospel, then you believe that Jesus Christ came. He died for your sin. He was buried and he rose again. Then salvation comes up to you. So this is our simple message as a church. And as Christians. And this is the gospel that is committed to us. Now, how do we preach to somebody to tell somebody to be saved? Very simple and then we go home. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Let's get into it. Now, when you are preaching to anybody to be saved, one of the first things you must let the person get to is to accept that the person is a sinner. That's the main thing. Because in Matthew 1, 21, the Bible says that, and you shall call his name Jesus, talking about Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, if I don't have sins, then don't need Jesus. Then I don't need a savior. What are you saving me from? Do, do you get it? What are you saving me from? It's like telling a rich man, I'm going to make you rich. That story sells to poor people because it's a poor man who's trying to be rich, but a rich man is already rich. Amen. So if you don't have sins, you don't need a savior. Do you see it? So, and Jesus' job was to save us from our sins. So before anybody you can preach Jesus, this gospel that Jesus came to die for our sin. If I don't have a sin, why, are you, why did you? Then that, that thing doesn't apply to me. Do you see it? So, it's to establish with the person that, look, we are all sinners. Now, when you tell somebody that you are a sinner, um, it, 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 it's funny because it sounds accusatory. Do you see it? And also, it's not like you, are, you're, you're sin, you, you no longer sin, even as a born-again Christian. So, to establish with the person that we are all sinners, do you see? And to establish by the scriptures. That's why it's easier to preach to bad people who are bad, openly bad, than people who are seemingly good. Because when the person is bad, the person knows that they are bad. I mean, it's an arm robber. He has killed 13 people. When you talk about it, he knows that, ah, that's for me. Their God is already looking for me. They already know. But this type of good is like she's a good girl. She has not done this before. She has not done this before. She has not done this before. So, so it's like she, the person is very righteous, very good. So when you say, we are essentially me, and sometimes even they know you, that you even that you say you are born again, you sin more than they sin. So when they look at it, they say, hmm, me, I'm not a sinner. You, if you are saved, then I'm the savior. Yeah, if you are saved, then I'm the savior. Because I know you. Amen. It's called self-righteousness. That in itself is a sin. So now, it's important to use the scriptures to prove to the person that we are all sinners. So I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. I really hope that you brought something to write them on. Do you get it? Because if you have nothing to write on, I don't know how when you go. So, according to what the pastor said, we are sinners. The person doesn't know me from Adam. So let me read out a few scriptures that tell you that we are all sinners. Romans 3.23, the Bible tells us that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For everybody, your mother, your father, my mother, my father, myself, your pastor, yourself, all of us have sinned. For all, everybody has sinned. Because of that, we have all fallen short. Of God's glory. Psalm 51 verse 5 says, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity. This is David speaking. Even before I was born, 
I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. He said, even my structure, the way I'm made is in sin. That's why you don't have to teach a child bad things. They are born with it. When the child develops teeth, no mother takes the child like, this is how to bite people. So you put the front one, the top, and the, the, put the bottom under, then you hold the person, then you cram. No, but when the child develops it, try and push them and say, ah, you see, they're beating you. you wonder, ah, where did you learn this from? Where did you learn it from? Yeah. When? Only you taught MJ how to bite. Yeah. They learned, they came with it. LP Joel used to bite a lot of people in Josini. Uh, not Josini, uh, Escort. Yeah. Bite. Jody. Yeah, bite. Not bite off, just bite. <laughs> Do you get it? All of us are like that. Nobody taught you. Nobody taught us. There are many things nobody taught us. We know it ourselves. It's like, it's inside. It's, it's, it says, in iniquity. Like, that's how I was formed. In iniqu- This scripture is a very scary scripture. It says, in iniquity, I was shaped in iniquity. When I was being formed in my mother's womb, it was, iniquity is, a, is, a, is, a, is, is, is like a sin. It's a type of sin. A sin that is like your default setting. Do, 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 you, do you get it? It's like a, a sin you can't correct. Let, let me give you an Let's say if your, 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 your ear is maybe tilted a bit. Do you, do you get it? You can't do anything about it. That's how it is. So it's like the, it's, it's the sin you are born with. It's inside of you. Without any effort, you just do it. Do you get it? Like it's built in. It's inbuilt. It's, it's inside of you truly. Without anything, there are some people, the slightest thing, no, they start to fight. Those people become bodyguards, security, or boxers, or WWE. Yeah, do, do you get They go to the army. It's like they like to fight. So when they come, you say, hello, no, they, they, hey, they're already coming to beat you. I know a certain tribe in a certain country, even when they are proposing to you to say, oh, I love, I love you, I love you. Yeah. Even you'll be afraid. You, you accept the proposal. I'm telling you. No, no, no. You, you can't say no. The way you say I love you, I mean, the way I said that, you have to accept this proposal. Because if you say no, and he, he wants to ask, eh? What did you say? Pardon me? He can't even beat you. Let me tell you this story. I hope I'm able to finish what I'm preaching today. Look, one guy was proposing to a girl and he put the girl on a boat. And he took the girl into the middle of some, I don't know whether it's a river or a lake in the middle. Then he proposed to the girl. Then the girl, <laughs> the girl said, oh no. He said, really? And jump off. <laughs> Please out. I need to go back with my boat. Out. The girl said, oh no, I've changed my mind. I said, no, 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 no. Out. Yeah, that's how they are. So it's like, it's, it's like, it's the nature of the person. Some people are thieves by nature. I know a girl, she steals everything. One day she came to church, she stole the microphone. Do, do you get, please don't steal the microphone, okay? Don't say, oh, I, this, it has happened before, so let's continue. Don't steal the microphone. This microphone doesn't work alone. It's about four different pieces. When you put all together, then it works. So if you steal the mic, this one, it can't do anything. It only works when it's here. Do, do, do you understand? It only works when it's here. If I take it outside and I start to, it won't work because the other components are not with it. So if it's lying here, you come and take it. So she took the microphone to her house. Yeah, I'm sure she'll just she'll be singing, <laughs> practicing being in the choir by herself. So it's like it's inside. Then it says, "In sin did my mother conceive me," which is to say that the activity that led to my birth was also sinful. Yeah, that's how that's how much sinners we are. Hey, Pastor. I mean, many 
of you, your parents were not married to your, but they were not married to each other when they conceived you. No, do the matter and see. Even some of you, they are still not married. Do you get? Sometimes what accounts, oh, my daddy was not, is not there. This is what accounts for. That's not his home. Hello? Your house is not his house. Do you, do you, do you what's your name? Yolanda. Did, did you say Yolanda? Oh, okay. I didn't even hear your name. I just, it just came to me. Great. Yolanda. Listen. When he's not there, it's not because he doesn't want to be there. That's not his house. I don't know if you understand. I don't mean about Yolanda. I just wanted to ask you. Your eyes look very nice. That's why I wanted to ask you. I said, when you smile, people talk to you. If you don't smile, nobody will talk to you. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So smile. Yeah. But when he's not there, it's not because he doesn't want to be there. That's not his house. Do you, do you get it? That's not his house. So he has to go home. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Do, do, do you get it? Uh-huh. And maybe even where your house, he was passing through, then you happened. He was from KwaZulu-Natal going to... Um, no, he was passing through. He came to deliver something in Deban. Then you came. But he actually lives in Joburg. Do you see? So that's why you were growing up. He's never around. Even there, they don't know that you are there. So he says, they act, most, most of us are like that. Most of us, even those of us that have parents who are married one to another, when you do the calculation, your age, and even, even you don't even need to do, just look at the marriage pictures, the Lobola pictures, you see that you are in the pictures. If you are in the pictures, it explains what I'm saying to you. It's like when they took the chest at the Lobola, then you are inside. Or even in the wedding, you are the flower girl or the page boy. It tells you that you are not made at home. Yeah. So, it's like you are trying to extract. We are all sinners. And even we were conceived in sin. Yeah, sometimes even the person that your mother married or your father married, she was, she was going to marry somebody else. And he came in. Do you get He came in and, I don't know, intercepted. Yeah, came and said, look, don't marry. I'm nicer. Look at me. It's bigger. It's better. It's nicer. Yeah. He said, oh, no, I like, I like it. I like it. He said, no. To go to town and go and buy something small, better to buy something big and bring it home. Bigger is better. Yeah, bigger will last forever. And then you went there. So it's like somebody's breakthrough was stolen and then boom. And then 10 years later, you came after your older brother. So he says, this is, the, this is how I came into the world. So me and Cindy, eh, we don't even have to talk about it. So we are all sinners. You have to establish this with the person. Not by, as you see, oh, yesterday you stole something, so you are a sinner. Let's just look at the, what the Bible says about us. So the Bible classifies us as sinners. And if we accept that we are sinners, then we need to be saved. Romans, Romans 3. I'm just giving you scriptures so my time is up, we close. Romans 3. 9 and 10 says, what then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have, bef- we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. It says we have proven to everyone. Do you see, we've proved, this is old English, but we've proved both Jews and Gentiles that we, they are all sinners. In these days, it was like the world was made up of two groups. Jews are the people that Jesus is from. And Gentiles are the people that, the others. So the world at this time was classified into Jews and the others. Do you see Jews and non-Jews? 
So he says, we have proven both Jews and Gentiles that they are all sinners. Everyone is a sinner. Then look at verse 10. What he says. He says, for it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Please fly us For it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Not even your pastor. Many of you on your best day, if you are writing an exam, say, oh, right, uh, state one righteous man. You say, oh, uh, look, I ask for me, I know that I'm not righteous. But I know that the pastor. I mean, the brother, won't you have that thought that the pastor, the, he must be righteous. Yes, please, the pastor. Yeah, because the pastor is a man of God. He comes from God. He, by all means, is righteous. But the Bible says there's not even one. One day, somebody went to Jesus and called Jesus good. Jesus said, why do you call me good? There's no good person. Jesus himself, the person said, good master. Say, why do you, master, if you call me master, I understand. But good, why do you call me good? There's nobody who's good. He says, no, there's none righteous. No, not even one person. Not even one person. Not even one person. So you are using the Bible to establish to Yolanda that we are all sinners. That's you. Not that I, oh, hey, you because the other day we were in class, the teacher was talking, you were writing it, and you copied somebody to pass. So you are a sinner. No, no, not. That, those ones are, those, those are minor things. The Bible has already established that every human being is a sinner. We were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Yeah, by default setting, we are sinners. Once you step into this world, you step into this world as a sinner. Then it says that there's none righteous. No, not even one person. The person, not even Utata. Yeah, not even Utata. Not even Roli Clara. Not even Roli Clara. Or even Zuma. The name means what? Bring trouble. A troublemaker. Yeah, bring trouble home. Bring trouble home. Hey. Even Roli Clara. Yeah. We are all. Not, not, not even one person. Not even the pastor. I'm saying, me, me, Pastor Daniel, I'm not righteous. The Bible tells us there's no, not even one person is right. Let me be another scripture. Then I tell you what the effect of our sin is. Okay? First John 1, 8 to 10, it says, If we say we have no sin, if we start to argue, I have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Anybody who tries to argue with you, oh, me, I'm not a sinner. He's deceiving. Even babies, that well, you, you see, this, this lady, she has a baby called Pila. It's always right. Everybody likes the baby. But God already classifies that baby as a sinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a sinner. As a, and I'm sure the mother has already started to see. She will just not say it in public. Sometimes when you look at her status, She's apologizing to other mothers for all the things she said about us, other parents. She's beginning to see that the, the person is inside. <laughs> yeah, he says, so if we say we are, we are just lying to ourselves. Next verse. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Verse 10. Just. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. We say God is a liar. And his word is not in us. So we are all sinners. And to preach to anybody, you have to use the scriptures to establish to the person that we are sinning. You and I. We are, you see the way I'm preaching that thing? I'm, I'm including myself in, in it. So you, when you are sitting there listening to me, you may easily think, hey, maybe Bishop has done something wrong yesterday. Let's wait for his wife to come so that we ask. <coughs> we ask his wife. No. The Bible says so. So what is the effect of our sin? Listen up quickly. Genesis chapter 2, 15 to 17. And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And Lord commanded the man saying, over every tree in the garden thou mayest freely eat, but the tree that is, the tree of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. 
For in the day thou shalt eat of it, thou shalt surely die. God gave man specific instructions. He said, the day you break this instruction, you will die. The effect of sin is death. In Genesis 3, we know, we know the story. Man went to eat what God said they shouldn't eat. At the end of the day, God drove man out of his presence. Now, this death Bible is talking about is being driven out of the presence of God. Eden means the presence of God. The presence where God is. So the Garden of Eden was where God is. That's why God used to come there every day in the cool of the day. Because the garden represented his presence. But when man sinned, God drove man out of his presence. So our sin drives us out of the presence of God. Do you see? And if you die in your sin, you will be out of the presence of God forever. Yeah, there's no like when I die, then it's over. No, we'll be out of the presence of God forever. Now, since when the world comes to an end, God is only going to have two places. His presence, which is in heaven, and then out of his presence, which will be in hell. So what it means is that you will be out of God's presence in hell. You'll be out of God's presence in hell. That's why when you read the story of Lazarus and rich man, the Bible says, and Lazarus died, was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. In that, in that story, Abraham's bosom represented the presence of God. And the rich man also died who was not saved. Now that rich man, when he died, the Bible says, and in hell, he, he died. Suddenly he said, my chest, oh, oh, I can't breathe. I can't. Boom, then he he died. As soon as he died, he arrived in hell. He was so surprised that even the transportation from air to hell is that quick. He appeared in hell. Straight away he appeared in hell. And he was in torment. In hell. Please wake up that sister. Wake, wake her up. Just be polite and nice. Yeah. Straight away he was in hell. So when the Bible says that in the day that shall eat of that, in the day that you sin, you will surely die. It means you, you, you will be taken out of the presence of God into another place. Perpetual and eternal. Eternal lockdown. You cannot escape. You cannot run away. You cannot jump out. Nothing. Nothing. You can't run away. So when our sin is with us we, and we die, we will go to Hell, unless we are saved. Romans 6, 23. I'm showing you the effect of our sin. So you establish with the person that we are sinners. And this is the effect that our sin has on us. This is the effect. Because the person, okay, I agree that I'm a sinner. And then what? Okay, if you agree that you are a sinner, this is what will happen to you because of your sin. If Jesus doesn't come and wash it away, you will go to hell. You will go to hell. And these are the scriptures. Genesis 2, 15 to 17. Genesis 3, the whole of Genesis 3. Being cast out of the presence of God. Now, here, Romans 6, 23, it explains to us. Let's even read from 20. Let's read from 20. Go back a bit. For when ye were servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. So, it means when you were sinners, you couldn't be righteous. 21. What fruit had ye in them? What, what, fruit ye, what fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye now ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. For the end of sin is what? Death. Death. Next verse, 22. But now be made free from sin and become servants, of, servants to God. Ye have your fruit unto holiness and... The end, everlasting life. So, so when you are saved, now you have everlasting life. Then he explains, so he says, for the wages, the reward for sin is death. When somebody sins, the reward, the payback, what we give them in return is death. Is death. These are not scriptures to frighten you see, like, sometimes when pastors preach, it's almost like, oh, the pastor is trying to frighten. This is the truth. 
It's actually, it's, it's not like, oh, I'm tr- I don't need to frighten you to make heaven full. I'm trying to help to fill up heaven. But I don't need to frighten. It's the reality. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's like the weather is very cold. Like last weekend, it was snowing. Do you get it? Then you are out there with your, with your T-shirt of bare-chested. And I tell you that, look. This thing you are doing, you look all macho, you look all invincible, unconquerable, undefeatable, unsurmountable as you are here. But what it really means is that tomorrow you have a flu. Tomorrow you have a flu. Now when I tell you that thing, it's not like I'm scaring you. I'm just telling you, it's like breaking news. I'm just giving you the news. That by this thing you are doing, tomorrow you have a flu. So it says, when you sin, the reward, the payback, what you get in return, is death. The cause of death is sin. If you like, go and check anything that causes people to die, it starts from sin. If there was no sin, nobody would be dying. So be, that's, that's actually after Adam and Eve were born into sin. So when we come, we, are, we have a, a, an expiry date. We have an expiry date. You will expire on that day. The Bible says, it's appointed unto man once to die after that judgment. But the gift of God is eternal life. So this is the effect of sin. Once we are sinners, this is, what, this is our end. So then what do we do about our sin? We are still on accepting that you are a sinner. And accepting that once you are a sinner, then what is the effect? If this is the effect, then what should I do? Let's look at it. You will become a great soul winner. What do we do about our sin? Do we start living righteously? Isaiah 64 verse 6 tells us that. But we are all... We are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Here, the Bible tells us that even when we try to be righteous, God sees it as filthy rags. God sees it as nasty. God sees it as nasty. One example again, let's say somebody owes you a thousand rands. Okay? And instead of paying the thousand rands, they, they come to house, then they have, they've gone to buy streetwise two. Do you see? Now I hear there's streetwise three. So it's streetwise one. Streetwise pop. Oh, okay. I only knew streetwise two, because that was, that was Tabo and Becky's KFC. Streetwise to 14 runs, 13.99. Yeah, 13.90. Yeah, streetwise two. Now, yeah, there's streetwise one, streetwise two. So the person is coming to you. He owes you a thousand runs. It's been three months. Then he's coming to your house. Then he comes with streetwise two. So take one, one, one drumstick. Uh, <laughs> he opens the street, shows you the two pieces of chicken. So take the small one, and he will take the big one. So he feels he's doing something. How many of you agree that the guy is doing something good? I mean, you are not the one that he owes. Like if you are a bystander, it looks like he's doing something really good. But to the person he's doing the good to, it's an annoyance. Pay me my money. Pay back the money. Pay and stop breaking streetwise too. I mean, so what am I doing with streetwise too? Pay my money. Yeah, pay my money. When I have the money, I will decide. Because maybe I don't want streetwise too. And if you brought streetwise too, you are giving me only one. So you are giving me streetwise one in, in exchange. Sometimes people do the wrong thing. Instead of apologizing and saying sorry for the wrong, they come and they'll be smiling. Even your smile is nasty. Amen. That, this church is very quiet. Maybe I should go to second sense. Pastor Manley, people do the wrong thing. Instead of coming to say, oh, Pastor Manley, I'm really sorry for what I did. I think it's, I, I, I agree. It was wrong. Do you see? They won't apologize. So they will come and they will just be smiling. Bonjour, ça va? Then they will just be moving. Bonjour, ça va? Ça va bien? 
It will, and then they'll be saying these type of things. It's like, ah, look, brother, say sorry for the wrong that you did. Stop just there. So you just be there after that. Oh, pastor, you saying being nice is wrong or buying streetwise to It's not wrong, but it only starts to make sense when you have apologized, when you have paid the thousand rands. So when we say, oh, because of our sin, oh, I went to church yesterday, I heard that, hey, we are all sinners. Okay, so then from today, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good to my cat. I'm going to do good to my mother. I'm going to do good to my neighbor. It's all nasty to God. When God sees it, it's nasty. I say, what, 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 is this that he, what is this that he's trying to do? Nasty. It's like the, it's like the streetwise too. Thing. He said, come and give me one street. Pay my money. Bring the 200. Around. Come and say, oh, you know, I owe you a thousand, but now I have 100. So please take this 100. I'll bring the other 900. It makes even the streetwise two money. How much is streetwise two? 35. If he come and say, look, because I owe you a thousand rands, I have 35 rands. I'm paying this 35 rands as a deposit. I'll bring the rest. Although even that one in itself is also an annoyance because now you are spoiling the money. Because when you bring it 35 rands, by the time you write that, I've used the five round coin for something. By the time you finish paying, I can't account for all the money. But at least it's better than bringing streetwise to and say, take a bite, take a bite, take a bite. It's like you are trying to impress me with take a bite. So it's not by our righteousness. God sees our righteousness as filthy rags. Filthy rags before him. Next scripture. So what do we do? The Bible says that We need the blood of Jesus to wash away our sins. We need to confess our sins and ask Jesus to wash away our sins. So Hebrews 9 verse 20, the Bible says, Almost all things are purged by blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. So it's, we need the blood of Jesus to come and actually wash away our sins. That's what we need. That's what we need. Number two. Number two. So this is sin. Now, when we have asked for forgiveness of our sins, and we've asked the blood of Jesus to wash away our sins, what is the second thing we have to do? We have to believe in Jesus. We have to believe in Jesus. I'm coming to a close. Ten minutes, I'll be done. We have to believe in Jesus. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So anyone who believes in God's son that he sent, so the Bible says, for God so loved the world. Now, if you don't want to sleep in church on a Sunday morning, sleep early Saturday evening. You can't, dis- you can't cheat nature. Do you get it? These are the laws of nature that at, after your body has been awake certain a, a, a certain amount of time, it has to shut down. It's like your phone. You've used your phone the whole day. The battery, even the battery has to die. Huawei, you use it for three hours, four hours, five hours, to six and a half hours. It has to charge. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Samsung. It has to just have the charger going with it everywhere. Yeah, power bank. Do you get it? iPhone 5 and those things, after three, four hours, you have to charge it again. Do you see it? iPhone 12, you can use it for two days. <laughs> but do you, do you get what I'm saying? So, sleep, brother. Sleep early. If you don't sleep early, you, you have watched television. They've killed all the people in the world. 4 a.m. you are going to By home is when you come to church, you will fall asleep. It's not your fault. It's the nature of the human being. So, sleep early. Tell your neighbor, sleep early. Yeah. Okay, good. And also, when you are coming to church, don't eat heavy. If you eat very heavy, the body has a certain... Look, when you eat, there are two things that happen. Gastrocolic reflex, which is you want to go to the loo. Do you see? And then the next one is that your body becomes lax. So it wants to sleep. If you don't move it quickly, it will fall asleep. Do you get it? The first half an hour to an hour after you have eaten, it will fall asleep. So these are just a few tips for those of you who are blinking too quickly. Some of you, your eyes are in slow motion. Yeah, 
Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. So the Bible says that God sent, God loved the world so much, he gave his only son. That what should we do? That anyone who believes in him, is this the Bible, anyone who loves him, and no, anyone who believes in him should not perish. So it's to be saved, you have to believe in the son of God. You have to believe in Jesus. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, I think verse 12, that there is only one name which is given under heaven through which men should be saved. And that's the, the name Jesus Christ. Put it up for us. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is, there is none other name under heaven whereby men should be saved. The only name is the name Jesus. I think Acts 2.21 down, the Bible tells us, and anyone that shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if, to be saved, you have to believe in Jesus. You have to believe in Jesus. You have to believe in Jesus as what? You have to believe in Jesus as the son of God. You have to believe in Jesus that he came to die for our sins and he rose again. You have to believe it. John 1, 12, John 1, 12, the Bible tells us in verse 11 that he came to his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, verse 12, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even those who believed on his name. He gave power to those who believed on his name to become the children of God. Become the children of God. This is how to be saved. Not, oh, because of this, okay, I'm going to give an offering. Your offering I remember one, 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 one musician, she used to, I mean, look, she, she, look, her songs were like, I didn't even know her, I, I got to know her when she died. So it means at the end of the story, she dies. Now, this, this, this girl, I mean, she used to sing songs that have never been sung before. I mean, the things she would say. You would think you are watching a porno movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. The things she would say in the things that she would say. And she would use the local language in a certain way. So you can't argue. You know, there are these words. They can mean this and mean that. Uh-huh. Then she would use it in a way. Hey, everybody was angry with this girl. Then one, one guy gave a prophecy. In fact, one, one guy was having an interview. They asked the guy that. How does he see the future of Ghana, this girl and the Ghana music. It has happened in Ghana, a country called Ghana in West Africa. The how does she see this particular girl in the future of Ghana music? And the guy said, no, this girl is not in the future of Ghana music. She will not be around. She's not, if you look into the future of Ghana music, this girl is not in it. She will not be around. She will not be around. One prof- pastor gave a prophecy that she was going to die in an accident. Tragic, cataclysmic accident. So when she heard the prophecy, she, she decided to play. This, this girl, she works for one, one of my mates from school. One of my mates from school is her producer. And this guy was really bad when we were in high school. Very bad. Very, very bad. No, B.A. Michael Jackson bad. B.A. bad. This, this <laughs> guy, he's the girl's producer. Yeah. Now, what was I saying before I got to? So, he, so when she heard this thing, instead of changing her life and becoming saved, she decided, I'll play one music, one gospel music to pacify God. Yeah, so she came out and she played one gospel song to pacify God. It's not by playing one song to go and pacify God. You have to believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. They said they are going to give an offering. No, I'm, no, I'm not saying it's for their death or to be delivered from death. They don't get me wrong. I'm saying to be saved. It's like when people, like instead of people getting saved, they feel like let me do something good. Let me do something to, to appease God. Let me go to the church and give an offering. Let me go. I mean, I remember one day, many years ago, a guy came to church. I mean, the church was really small. We're just a few of us. Then he came. Then we were using a slide projector. Those were the days back in. Those of you who don't know a slide projector, you leave it. But it's, a, it's like a light. Then we put the words through the light. Then the light will shine the words on the screen. It's called a slide projector. So when he came, he looked at me. He said, oh, pastor. Pastor. Next week, 
I'll bring you a projector. This one, the one up there. I'll bring you a projector. I said, really? Oh, thank you. God bless. When he left, later on, I found out that the guy is a wild arm robber in the area. So it's like, I'm bringing you a projector to pacify. So the next week, I saw, I said, oh, it's okay. We will use the slide. It's okay. Don't buy the projector. We will use the slide. We will we'll still use the light because apart from everything, the evening service also gives us light in the church. Although this one will also give us light. We will use it like that. So it's like, let's do something. But you have to believe in Jesus. That's, that's the only way to be saved. To believe in Jesus. To believe in him. Put your trust. Believe that he is the son of God. Believe that he came to die for your sins. And he rose again. Believe it. Then finally, let me skip a few things because my service is out. Now you believe, or let me just even say this. When you believe, it's counter to you as righteousness. The Bible says, for Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe with thy heart that God raised him from the dead. That's what I'm saying. Believe that God raised him. He died and God raised him from the dead. Believe that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved for with the heart a man believes unto righteousness. When you believe in Jesus, God counts you as righteous. That's why I'm a righteous man. So when you are writing an exam, they say write about a righteous man, you can write about me. You can write about me. If you also believe in Jesus, you can write about yourself. That I am a righteous man. I am a righteous man. With the heart. When you believe that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that God counts it to you as righteousness. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. But with the heart, a man believes to righteousness. Galatians 3, I think verse 9, the Bible t- gives us an example. Galatians 3 it says, even Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him righteousness. Verse 6, verse 6. Even Abraham, what did he do? Did he give an offering? Did he do righteousness? No. He believed God and it was counted or, or, or it was accounted to him for righteousness means God counted him as a righteous person from the day that he believed God. From when you believe Jesus, God counts you as a righteous person. Hallelujah. And final step that you must lead. There are more scriptures, but we can't go through them today. You have to confess Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. You have to confess Jesus. The same scripture says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart a man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You have to confess. You have to call on Jesus. You have to say, Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord. You are my savior. I believe that God raised you from the dead and I confess you as the Lord of my life. From today, I identify with you and then you will be saved. This is how to lead somebody to Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, when the person says, okay, I'm ready to confess, what do you do? You pray the sinner's prayer with the person. What is the sinner's prayer? Your prayer as a sinner. This is the first prayer that God hears for a human being. The sinner's prayer. Which is, it has to include you accepting that you are a sinner. It has to, it's, the, the prayer is made up. You see, there's no scripture in the Bible that tells us that this is the sinner's prayer. But the prayer must, have, must embody these three things we have talked about. Accepting that. Acceptance that we are sinners. And our faith in Jesus, believing that Jesus is Lord and he came to die and he rose again. That God raised him from the dead. And a confession that he's the Lord of our lives from today. It must include all these three things. All these three things. It's the common thing we see on YouTube as the ABC of salvation. Very common. So many pastors have talked about So many videos about the ABC. Accepting that you are a sinner. Believing that God... Jesus came to die for you and God raised him from the dead and confessing him as the Lord and Savior of your life. Hallelujah. This is it. Stand to your feet as we bring this service to a close. This is how to be a soul winner. So this week, find somebody 
and take them through and say, look, brother, we are all sinners. And use the scriptures to explain to him, we are all sinners. And because we are sinners, we are all destined to die. And when you die, it means you are going to hell with your sin. But I have good news for you. God sent his son to come and save us from this death. And if we will believe in it, we will be saved. Say, okay, I believe. What do I do? You have to confess that Jesus is the Lord of your life. Then you take him through this prayer. I've written a simple sinner's prayer. He says, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. That's acceptance. And wash me with your blood. I told you how our sin will be taken away is by us being washed by the blood of Jesus. Then he says, I believe you died for my sin and you rose again. I confess Jesus. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life and my personal Savior. From today, I am a child of God. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Very simple sinner's prayer. Everybody can remember. But if you can just let acceptance, belief, and confession be your guide, you can lead anybody to Christ. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself. Say, Lord, make me a soul winner from today. Thank you for this teaching. Help me. Let it sink into my heart that I will be truly a soul winner in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for this congregation. Make us soul winners. Teach us how to lead others to Christ. Teach us how to lead people to Christ. In the name of Jesus. Use your Holy Spirit. Minister these scriptures to us. And help us to be preachers of your gospel. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? Now I want to pray with you. You are here this morning. I want to pray with you. As I was preaching, you can know. You know that you are a sinner. And you have accepted Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Before you can go and preach it out to somebody. It, Paul said, what I am preaching to you is what I also receive. You must receive it first. So today I want to give you an opportunity to say, Pastor... As you preach, I realize that I am a sinner. And I have not asked the blood of Jesus to wash away my sins. Neither have I asked Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Today, I want to give you that opportunity. Say, Pastor, I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want to put my trust in the Lord. I want to believe in Jesus as the Savior of the world. You are here like that. I want to pray with you. With every eye closed, every head bowed, I want to pray with you. Say, Pastor, please pray with me. Close your eyes for me shortly. I'll just pray so we can give privacy to each other. The pastor, please pray with me. I want to ask Jesus to be the Lord of my life. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand. Pastor, I want Jesus to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I want to surrender my life, Jesus. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Lift your hand high above your head. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Please, please pray with me. Please pray with me. If you lifted up your hand, I want you to come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Just come to me. I'll pray with you. My brother, come to me. I'll pray with you. Come. I'll pray with you. please help us pray and wash away my sins with your blood I believe that you died for me and you rose again I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life and my personal savior from today I am a child of God thank you Jesus for dying to save me amen Father, thank you for these gentlemen. 
thank you for your blood that washes us white as snow. Thank you that their names are written in the book of life from today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, put your hands together for them. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.